So what's going on, man? This is The Facts Project. My name is James Grandmaster Facts Boys. And what we do is we talk to some of my favorite people within comics, within uh, within film, within uh, other podcasts, and basically kind of derive on what's the happenings that are going on in nerd culture or basically what's how nerd culture has inspired them. Today, my guest is my man, Party, Party Nerds co-host, my man, actor, reality star, Jervis Patterson. My man, Jerv, thank you for being here. What's up, man? That shit sounded funny, bro, right? <laughs> it's weird on the other angle of this shit, right? What's, what's good, man? What's good? So, bro, all right. So we've been doing this a long time. Yeah, man, we've been grinding for a minute on this stuff. Yeah, we've been, we've been doing. We've been uh, for, for those of you that don't know, we are also on the Party Nerds podcast, where we do basically get into the niche of 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 a lot of nerd culture, especially within comics, TV, movies, film, anything even deriving from nerd culture. So it's it's cool to be on the other end of the lens. That's why we so sitting over here chuckling and shit. <laughs> but <laughs> but for the most part, um, I wanted to get into the fact that. You have, um, you had a, a release of a movie that just came out in September, correct? Yeah, yep, yep. My movie came out this past September, uh, called Stealing the Survivor. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got a chance to watch it on Amazon Prime, and it was funny as shit. And if, if you could describe the premise of the movie for me, real quick. Yeah, so the, the movie's based around myself, but a little loosely based. Okay. So. I did Survivor, blew up, biggest biggest star out there, rocking, killing it, and then my career just goes into the toilet. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm doing just trash projects. I'm trying to get back out there, and I'm just struggling to do it, and I can't. And uh, so I meet this guy, Ray, who has a car service, and he's losing his car service. Right. So uh, we just had this idea that uh, people think he kidnapped me. Mm-hmm. So... It's, I start trending in the news because everybody's wondering what happened to me because I've been kidnapped. And because of me trending in the news, it puts me back on top, gets my name back out there in the public spotlight. And next, you know, I, I start working again. I start crushing it, start doing big projects. Right. So it, it's, it's that whole story of, you know, on top, falling off. I had to get back to the top again. Yeah, because it was like a feel-good story in the end. I don't want to spoil that for anybody. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah. So, it, it, it ended up really good how, how we how we ended the film, you know. And, uh, you know, I looked out for Ray because Ray had looked out for me by letting me crash at his crib pretending to be kidnapped. Uh, <laughs> so, so the big thing about the movie was how in relation to fandom can be. As far as as far as fame and fandom, whether it's whether it's deriving from film or just just basically uh, acting in general. So when when you were in Survivor and being on being on top of your game and everything like that, and just like basically at all with everything that you were doing, how how did the fans receive you? Because you were I, I went to, I've been to Comic Con with you. <laughs> and, and, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's 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 crazy because you get stopped like yeah. like every yeah. twice an hour like and, that and and you got to realize that's like what that was two years ago that's two years that, it, that was so, last year last year that's last year okay so that was last year so you got to figure you talking about 19 years ago right i mean you know 19 years later that i'm still getting stopped like that you know what i mean so that, yeah. that's the crazy thing about it so you know the, the fans treated me great. You know, I, I did the did the show. 
the thing is, the show was the biggest reality show in history of television. Yes, you it know, is. The Super Bowl is the number one show every year, number one rated show. We were number two. Mm. So that gives you an idea of how big the show was. Well, on top of that, my season was shown all over the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it was shown in France and Germany and Switzerland and the Czech Republic and like everywhere. So now you have international fans, you know, so it's it's just a lot of people out there who really love this show and really love that first season of the show. And the fans have been great, man. They, they just, they show you a lot of love from it, you uh-huh. know, and the great thing about it is they, they support all the other things that you do, you know? Right. So for me, jumping out of reality TV into acting, into modeling, into hosting, into correspondence, mm-hmm. you know, into writing, into being a columnist, like it, they, they supported everything that I've done along the way. And that's been the great part about it. Right. Right. Now and and that's cool and this is the thing I have never asked you any of these questions before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so, it's all new for you. <laughs> it's all straight new for me. So what what are like the expectations? Because like when you when you basically got on that first season, as far as the fans are concerned, Survivor, of course, as you said, biggest reality show that there ever was and probably ever will be it's been on for god knows how long but 20 some odd years now 20 years and counting 20 years and counting so when when the season ends and you're going into the next season and everything and they're pretty much like chalking up some of the old cast and everything like that and going season into season and everything like that they kind of want to get some of the prior participants uh they want to get their 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 say on like what is happening throughout the show what what people could do differently and everything like that do fans reach out to you as to what is happening in newer episodes oh yeah 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 i mean because you know the first question is they want to do i watch right so yeah like i watch i'm a fan of the show just like everybody else so i watch every season that comes out and you know just because of doing the show you get a title of somewhat of an expert on the show because you you've done it you've been through it so they want to talk about that. You know, what do I think? You know, are they right in what they're thinking compared to what I'm thinking? Because I played the game, but I look at the game differently than the average fan sitting home looks at it, you know, mm-hmm. because playing a game, I, I know the intricacies of the game, you know, the competition level, how, how hard it really is, you know, watching it from home. It, it doesn't seem that tough sometimes because we're all out there surviving for 39 days on an island, not eating a lot. You know, mm-hmm. not drinking a lot of water and stuff like that, but right. it's it's murder on your body. Man, I lost thirty pounds out there, so that's you know that's a testament to how how real this show is in that sense. Man, now how how crazy has it gotten as far as like the fan experience from that first season? You know what? It's <laughs> it's been crazy. You know, and this how it's hard for people to really sometimes understand it this way because they're like, oh, you're just a reality guy. You know, you did reality TV. You know, now with that show, it's not that big, but it's like, no, again, the show was that big that, you know, you're looked at like a a, a list celebrity in that sense, you know. So, you know, I'm going to parties where the guest list was like, all right, it's going to be Angelina Jolie, you know, Tom Cruise, Jervis, you know. On the, I'm on those lists. So mm-hmm. that's the craziness of it. So it's the same type of thing of any stories you've heard from athletes, you know, rock stars, all that kind of stuff. 
right. it's it's done. I, I've seen it. I've experienced it. It's not me. Some of my other fellow Survivor castmates have experienced it. Wow. You know, autograph signage where girls just give you their panties. Can't sign these. You know, just that craziness of it. Girls like, can't sign my boobs? All kinds of stuff like that. So we've seen it all. Yeah. Because in that sense, we have our fans. The, you know, the Survivor fandom is huge. Yeah. It's large. And they love the show. They are super fans of this show. So, yeah, we rock out. You know, and that first season especially, if you didn't watch that show, your mom watched it, your dad, your best friend, your grandma, your uncle, your aunt, you know, your coworker, somebody you know watched that show and they were a huge fan of that show. Yeah. Now, after that show, when they were introducing it overseas, did they basically, like, take that, your cast around the world? So we did we did a little bit of traveling. I, I didn't do too much, but other you know other people did some stuff. I did most of my stuff was in Canada, like press junkets you know? and everything like that. Yeah. yeah, we went to Canada a lot. Did a lot of things up in Canada, you know, appearances, mm-hmm. speaking engagements, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yo, the, the the stories that I'm pretty sure, and, and and we haven't even like gotten knee deep in it. <laughs> I'm sure it's yeah. it's, it's it's crazy, especially yeah. from that that season, and it's, that's dope it's, as hell. But but strictly, strictly into the fandom itself, it, it, as much as we talk about it, when we talk about it on the podcast, um, we know we talked about last week. We talked about cancel culture, and we talked about how how nerddom has become maybe a little bit toxic. Maybe people people's opinions have gotten a little bit too far fetched into it. Has 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 it gotten a little bit worse than it was twenty years ago when you were doing it? Oh yeah. And the biggest reason is because of social media. Right. You know, social media gives people the ability to be the biggest badass that they want behind that computer. Mm-hmm. They'll say stuff to you that they wouldn't say to your face. You know, so that's what we, you know, you got to realize it's my first season back then in 2000, they had chat rooms. So you can go to a chat room and see stuff in a chat room. But, you know, if you wasn't on to the chat room scene, you just didn't know about it. The second time I did it, you know, it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, it's all out here. So Twitter was blowing me up. You know, man, I came back out here the second time I played and, you know, the first season, I didn't have to swim before I did the show. So I learned how to swim in four weeks. Wow. So Dang. I could swim, but I wasn't a strong swimmer. So, you know, you fast forward to 13 years later when I do the show again, I can swim. But, you know, my strategy was to play that up still. Like, I'm still not a good swimmer. You right. know, because I wanted to be as non-threatening as possible. I felt like if they knew that I could swim and I was good in the water and I was also good on land competitions, they're going to try to get rid of me as soon as possible. Right. So that first challenge, you know, it don't, I'm not going to lie. This first challenge took a lot out of me, but I decided to play it up at that point. Mm-hmm. And it went, it was crazy, man. It, like, people are like, yo, after 13 years, this nigga still can't swim? Like, what the hell is going on oh, here? They, they was popping shit. <laughs> Yo, and people on Twitter like wish to death upon me, all kinds of stuff, man. So it's just social media gives people the ability just to say whatever they want, mm-hmm. uncensored, and not giving two fucks about it. They right. just going to say it, and that's that. And there's nothing you can really do about it except respond back to it if you feel like that type of thing. But you know, what's that going to do? Is that they can still talk as much trash as you want? I ain't got time to sit on Twitter all day and go back and forth with somebody right. about something. You know what I mean? So. That's the big difference, man. You know, is social media has really changed the game when it comes to fans. Everybody has an opinion, you know, and they can voice it anytime they want 
24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Now, to invert that, another thing that we talked about last week was the fact that not not only fans have gotten involved in the in the rhetoric that's basically been put out there, but the the actors and actresses themselves, because we were talking about Gina Carano. So we were talking about that whole issue, and I was like, when it, when did it did it start to slant a little bit where the actors and actresses started to like have a little bit of foreground to just yeah I'm, I'm gonna start popping off shit too. Well, it's been like that forever. I mean, you can look back years and years, man. Actors have always been opinionated. Yeah, you know, actors have always voiced their opinion, especially because they know that they have a platform, and that's the difference. Uh, an actor has a platform mm-hmm. to voice an opinion. Right. If they should or not, you could debate that all day and night, but. The difference is they have a platform. Right. And that's what it's like for fans now. Fans now have a platform, social mm-hmm. media. That's their platform now to voice their opinion, say what they want to say about things. It's true. So it, it, it's kind of balanced out over the years where the fans really didn't have a platform. You know, true. if, if a, one of your favorite actors say something, you know, yes. the news might talk about it, you know, if it makes a big, of a, big enough of a stink. But the fans really didn't have that aspect, but now they do. Yeah, and it's weird because before, the fans would be the only ones on the platform. Actors right. and actresses or whoever it was celebrity-wise wouldn't even touch those platforms. But now, celebrities are pretty much getting paid or I can't even see say paid. They get more notoriety of the impressions and content that are going out on social media. So they, they hop in. They join mm-hmm. along. They show you, they bring you into their lives, whatever landscape of fantasy world that they give but they do bring them in and yeah. and it gives everybody the, the the means to basically follow them like they do any other person it gives them the right to interject on anything that they're saying you know like come on like the president has a twitter account and it's caused them to be the most reckless person on earth yeah you know and but look what his background is also yeah a reality guy. he's a reality guy a TV guy, you know, I mean, he's a businessman first, but he did reality TV. That's where he really started to blow up yeah. from his TV show, The Apprentice and things like that. So and, and he sees he he's smart enough to understand the power in social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that that's what I think is weird on his behalf. And, and no, we are talking about Trump. But, but, you know, what I'm saying the fact that he'll take a he'll take a a storyline or a little bit of something that's happening and find a way to invert it towards him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and and it's easy for him to do so because he might just interject with something maybe a slightly aggressive. It, it, it might not even be that bad. And he's gotten extremely worse than what he's been. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that he said something meant that everybody, all the focus just flipped right on him. And I think yep. he appreciates that. He gets off on that shit. <laughs> well, let like, I me mean, the old saying is, you know, what is it? Uh, any any kind of uh, dang, it just fell out of my head. But uh, you know, like any any kind of attention is good is good in attention. Yeah. You know but, what I mean? Like e- even if it's bad, it's still good because yeah. people are talking about you. You know, you're trending. You know, your name is out there, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. You know, you know that's what it's about. Yeah, and he's riding this motherfucking boat to the end. He's still yeah. popping shit. The wheels are falling off, and he's still riding. He's that still riding that motherfucker out. God <laughs> damn, man! I tell you, you know. So, so I I look at it recently because you know with uh, with us and what we've talked about with uh, with most of the Marvel movies and most of the DC movies and everything that's come out, and I I realized that you know 
people have taken the time to interject quickly because everything is pretty much uh, pretty much it, it, it's on the go nonstop. Like when mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman passed away, the people were getting angry with people that were saying the day after, oh, they got to switch that character up. Right. And that turned into a spectacle. Like like people like people just basically turned up time to basically say, Oh no, you fucking with his legacy, the man just he ain't even warm in the ground yet and all that other shit. But then two months later, they're like, It's the child. The child's been around since the nineteen sixties. There's no way that they're not going to recur have that as a recurring character in the Marvel universe and just basically give the whole title to Shuri. Shuri is nothing but 14 years old in the comics, like like it, from inception to now. So mm-hmm. a character as far along as T'Challa, you know, cannot just get snapped away after two movies. It, I mean, you know, they're, they're in a tough position because no matter which one, you want to always be respectful of the character because he was so well-loved. Yeah. It's a billion-dollar film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And he changed the game for fans you know, you're seeing not only black people are going to come out and support that, but you saw every other race mm-hmm. come out and support oh, that yeah. too. You know, yep. they're dressed up as Black Panther for Halloween and things like that. So it, it, it's it's big. It's bigger than the movie, man. It's a movement, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, Marvel's got to handle that right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and do it right, do it justice. You know, you're not you're not going to recast the character, but it's that. The character can't, is no more in that sense of, right. you know, we have to have somebody fill these shoes. You know, somebody can take over. Just like the comics, you know, there's been more than one Iron Man yeah. in the comics. You know, there's been one more than one Captain America, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So you can have another Black Panther because it's the title yeah. of the King of Wakanda. That's what the Black Panther is. It's not just T'Challa. Mm-hmm. It's the title. So... There were Black Panthers before T'Challa, his father, yep. T'Chaka. You know what I mean? So yep. he could do it. You know, and like his dad, you just never saw his dad in that costume the first time he was on screen. You know, you didn't see him in costume until Black Panther right. when he was a young when he was a young man. But he was the Black Panther. So it's just the title. That's all it is. It's true. Uh, but but to go back to like basically what happened during that time, I think it's like it's like a content race. When something like that happens, everybody's trying to jump on it. All these like mm-hmm. geek content, uh, geek content networks and everything, and collaborator collaborators, including us. Nobody wants to be patient. It seems like everybody just wants to be first. So like the question came out immediately. Everybody jumped down that person's throat, threw them under the bus, and then the the wheels started to turn again. And it wasn't until like two two months later it was like, oh well, we can't really like. We can't really like banish T'Challa or anything right. like that. It's like it's like people finally caught sense after the bullshit went away. But you know everything. Once things calm down, people come to their senses. Yeah, you know, and that that's that first knee jerk reaction. Somebody says something, people lose their shit over it. They go crazy. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. So you know, it, it's but it, also again, it goes back to that that concept of being first. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be the first to do something, get a story, break something. You want to be the first to do it because what does that do being the first? It yep. makes you more reputable. Right. Like, wait a minute. You know, it was like the partners have broken five stories about Marvel in a row and they were the first to break it. Where are they getting the info from? Like, so people are going to tune into the party nerds and see what they got to say. Right. You know, what else can they break and get news of first? Mm-hmm. 
So that's people always just want to jump on something right away. Now, now is it redundant for a lot of a uh, lot of networks to basically like put content out that in order to keep their fans? Like we we saw something recently, and we talked about it in the, in in our little chat where where uh, somebody brought up a storyline about what was what was Thanos cooking in Endgame, right. and we were like. I'm thinking to myself, why is that even noteworthy? But the thing is, you as far as like content and just keeping content out there as much as possible, they've they'd rather get up the gall to put up 30, 30 minutes, maybe even maybe even twenty on what Thanos was cooking, theories, conspiracy theories, or anything like that, in order to keep them relevant for the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's it, it, I mean it's, it boggles the mind, but I guess I get it. But then it's like, okay, the, let's just feed you a little bit of bullshit to keep you entertained for a little bit, give you a little bit of attention until we actually get some news because it's been a slow month, and then boom, we're back on track. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, you have slow news days. You know, not a lot is popping off. It look like as you said, today was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> we, we ain't got nothing to talk about. We gotta put something out. You still gotta have that content out. And the funny is, the funny thing is. When that was put into the chat room, you was like, yo, this is crazy. Nobody cares about what Thanos was cooking. You was like, this and it, is and it, I don't AJ. And here comes AJ, like, I really wonder what he was cooking in that pot. What kind of soup was he making? I was like, right there. Do you do you go? Facts. That's that's why they put it out for AJ. All the AJs out there. Oh, all, the, out all, them, all them young boys all out young there want to yes. know the niches of every single Easter egg in the movie. I mean, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. it. But, but see why they've created this huge universe now. Mm-hmm. This universe is huge that they've created, and every in the way Marvel has done it, so many things tie into other things in the movie. Right, and you miss so much stuff. I mean, that's why you have all, all these, you know, guys out here and girls out here that are doing the reviews of movies. And breaking it down scene by scene by scene to see what you miss and, and to see if something can really tie into something else. You know, when they dropped the Batman trailer, yeah. they went with that with a fine tooth comb. People decoded the clue that the uh, scarecrow left for Batman and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like, and it said something about the owl and all Like, what? Like, how'd you figure that out? But people right, right. broke it down. They used some kind of code symbol. And we still like, don't know who that is. That might be the scarecrow. It might be the Riddler. Right. They don't know who the fuck right. that is. I mean, yeah, it could be the Riddler. Yeah, whoever it is. But it's like, they broke that down though, yeah. and they. But then what happens? They figured it out, and then you hear Matt Reeves come out later and say, "Yep, that's what it says." And it's like, "Damn, he was right." So now you go and tune into this next this channel to find out how to, you know, what else they got. What else can they decipher in that scene? They can decipher what was uh-huh. Thanos really? Eating? What, what, if, what what kind of food did he put in that pot that he was cooking? But if you're the if you're the director, and you see some shit like that. Why do you even want to condone putting out any type of like response? Why wouldn't you though? People are talking about your trailer. Okay, keep the mystery involved. Don't tell them shit. <laughs> but it, the, at the end of the day, you give them a little something uh-huh. makes the fans happy. Remember, this movie's not going to come out for two years. It might not come. Yeah, who knows? It, 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 exactly. So you you got, look at Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. You know. That movie was been out so they postponed it five different times yes, already. All this stuff, yes, they did. Like, you got to give the fans something. Mm-hmm. You don't want to lose the fans. You don't want them to lose interest in your movie. You know, you don't want people to lose interest in Wonder Woman and start worrying about Black Widow. Yeah, 
Just see your DC against yeah. Marvel. You, know, so you got to give them something. Yeah, we're going to put this out. We're going to put it on HBO Max, too. Same time it comes in the theaters. And, Christmas Day. And, and see, that's, that's another good segue because pretty much fans have pretty much been bubbling since the pandemic as to what's going to happen to their favorite films that are going to come out either this year or next year. A lot of stuff has been postponed. People want to keep their universes connected and they don't know exactly what to do. So the first pin dropped which I think was significant because Wonder Woman, yes, it is coming out on Christmas Day. And it's also, it's going to be limited in theaters. And then mm-hmm. it's coming out on HBO Max. And it's not for an extra cost, which is which Disney Plus has been doing. Putting that little $30 premium plus yep. fee, premium pass fee or whatever the hell they wanted to do with it. And it's going to be allowed for people that have subscribed to it anyway. So... Be prepared when when that shit comes out on Christmas Day, and it does the numbers that it did because I think I think DC is doing that's a good ass move because not only is that going to perceive the fact that when Wonder Woman comes out, it's going to etch up subscribers to mm-hmm. HBO Max because they know Snyder Cut is coming. So mm-hmm. if people people are gonna we're gonna get it in twenty twenty one when Snyder Cut might as well get it now by the end of twenty twenty. Their little fiscal reports, end of the quarter. We made a ton of money at the end of this quarter. Why? Because Wonder Woman came out. So now, like, movie studios are pretty much going to get into this streaming war thing that I, I think is going to happen. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And But remember, Wonder Woman's only out for one month. Yeah. That's it. And then they're taking it off of mm-hmm. HBO Max. Yeah. So you have a month now to watch this movie every single day, <laughs> you know. Right. Watch it every day for 30 days that you want. Watch it. Watch the hell out of it because then it's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Now you'll still be able to try to catch it in theaters if you want to see it after that until they now put it back out. And when they put it back out, they might charge you that 30 bucks. It's true. You never know. They might hit you with the $30 fee the second time they put it out. Uh, yeah, 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 maybe. You but, know? but you know what's going to happen, though? All right. Now, we used to get penalized a lot for bootlegging. As, mm-hmm. as as much as we did it, it, in the movies by picking up bootlegs and everything, somebody coming in with a fucking video camera back in the day, film a whole goddamn movie. You see the dude picking up with the shadow and everything like that. But with Wonder Woman showing up in your house, imagine yeah. you got motherfuckers recording the goddamn TV. Not only is that shit going to get pushed like drugs on any given <laughs> Sunday, you know what I'm saying? But the content creators that are putting out all these videos, it's going to be floodgates yeah. with these guys because they're going the videos right there. I when, can re- you just DVR it. Yeah, I can rewind this shit. I can fast forward it. I can pause it whenever I want. When I go to the movie theater, I can't pause a goddamn thing. Right. I can't fast forward. I can't do any of that. I can't slow mo a thing. With this being in your house, these cats are going to be so accurate with this shit. It's going to be scary. Yeah, they'll be able to break stuff down to the finute level and whatnot. And and you can join along in that sense, too. At your home, rewind it and see what they're talking about. Yeah, and wa- watch parties. So you're going to make this whole movie interactive. There's going to be watch parties. They have those um, they have those apps now where you can basically tag along, where, whether you're in, your, you're in your house, somebody else is in their house. As long as you got the app and y'all are watching at the same time, it's pretty much one big social media gathering. You can all have a watch party on Twitter or anything like that. Now, movies have gone digital. 
movie studios are starting to sell their sell their movies to streaming. I feel like this is like this is the way now. This is the, the Mandalorian way. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, the, the game is changing. It's all because of the, this pandemic. Yes. It's, it's changing the game and how things are being done. Listen, movie theaters aren't going to go away. They still want people to put their butts in those seats because that's where they're really going to make their money. They're not going to make that money like it putting it on a streaming service. Mm-hmm. So, but that's why Marvel is doing these shows like WandaVision, Captain and Winter Soldier. Yeah. You know, you put that type of stuff they on saw streaming it coming. service. Yeah, but then they're smart about it. You're tying it in to the movies. So if you don't watch these shows on the streaming service, you may not understand what's going on in this movie fully. Right. You know, so they're bridging the gap. That's a that's a genius way what Marvel's done. And they were doing this ahead of the pandemic. Yes, they you know were. what I mean? So that's the good thing about Marvel is, you know, Kevin Feige has just been two steps ahead mm-hmm. all the time with his vision of what he wants to do. DC still playing catch up in yeah. that sense. You know, and DC can try to do things different like dropping Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's something different that Marvel hasn't done. But the difference is Marvel hasn't had to do that. No. They Marvel's been in a position where they don't have to do that because they're with Disney. And they got all them subscribers already because they already came out before HBO Max. Yes, they you did. know, And I don't understand what – like you had DC, uh, DC Universe. Mm-hmm. I think they're just dissolving that totally. They are. At some point in time, because mm-hmm. I knew they had some kind of DC Universe Plus package they were going to do now and all this stuff. But they did. I think they were, but why? Why wouldn't you take all the people that have DC Universe and just convert them over to HBO Max? Might as well. They're already paying for DC Universe, so let them just convert over to HBO Max. So now, if you get rid of DC Universe, you have to sign up for HBO Max. I think you're going to lose people there. Yeah. 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 No. No. You're absolutely right. You know. And why wouldn't you have that same concept from DC Universe? DC, first of all, DC Universe is dope. Mm-hmm. Which separates them to me, they're what, what, why they're better than Disney Plus on the Marvel side of Disney Plus is they have the comics on there. Yes. You know, you have the comics, you have all the content too from the old cartoons and TV shows and all that stuff to their original programming like Titans and Swamp Thing that they put on there and Doom Patrol. Marvel was missing the ball to me with the comics. Right. If they put that on there, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. You think so, even though DC's portfolio was kind of strong? Yeah. Listen, I, that's that's the big difference of them is I can't read a Marvel comic mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. But if I can go in there and read some old, old the old comics and old storylines, being able to go and think about it, if you could go in there and read Infinity War mm-hmm. for all the yeah. fans that watch the movie now right. to read the comic, read what this originally originated from. And really see how bad Thanos really was. Mm-hmm. That's another level up. Yeah, to me, that's another level up for Marvel to do. Now nah, I see your point. Now, yeah, you know all all that content. Like if you could read a story that they put out, like even despite uh, the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. if you could read that and then you see what they've done with it on their shows, yeah, that's that's great. All I know is that recently, aside from Marvel and DC, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla got is basically in talks as far as acquisition with Netflix, and the movie studio is looking to sell the movie directly to Netflix for about like I think it was like two hundred million dollars. Yeah, something like for, that for for the distribution. And the thing is, to for the fact that I could read that online in a news article. That that is actually happening. A lot. I feel like a lot more movies, aside from Marvel and DC, just movies in general. That shit's gonna happen. 
yeah, again, that's another change from this pandemic, man, how, how yeah. it's changing the game, you know, and it's like anything else, man, you, you have to adapt with the times, roll with it, because at some point, you know, I know the studios want to keep those theaters open, mm-hmm. but are the people really going to go to watch these movies, you yeah. know, like, are people really want to get back to the theater to watch a movie? You know, it all depends, man. If this vaccine comes out and people really want to take this vaccine and rock out with that and they feel safe, it, it might, but it's never going to be the same. No. I don't think. I, you're, you're always going to have some kind of distance now, yeah. a six foot, you know, six feet of distance mm-hmm. in a theater now and partitions up and whatever however they're doing. I haven't even been to a theater, so I don't even know what's going on in there. But you might you might have the plastic screens between seats and stuff like that. That's yeah. going to be the new norm. Drive you're not going you're not going back to a crowded theater, seat to seat to seat next to each other, and all that kind of stuff. You're going to have spaces now, which lowers the attendance in the theater, which means they have to show more movies and more times to make that money back. Oh. So it, it's changing everything a lot. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, it, it's opening up the barn doors because now everybody on the tech side is trying to cater to what they can do to provide home entertainment again because home entertainment used to be big when we was in the dvds and vhs mm-hmm. and everything like that and we kind of got away from it when the internet basically took hold yep. so now if movie theaters basically get taken taken away permanently home entertainment turns into a, a thing and pe- people don't know about that that shit used to be strong back in the day oh, cats yeah. used to get their base under they under their sofas and shit and they home entertainment center like like Dudes used to bring other dudes to their house to show off their shit. <laughs> the entertainment center, like, all their DVDs. Yeah, in. you know what I'm saying. They come up with the remote. The remote make the TV flip yeah. from the wall and everything <laughs> like that. It's, it's going to get. It's going to get like that again, <laughs> straight yeah, up. And, and, and two, because people are staying at home more now too. Right. A lot of people are scared to go out now. Like yeah. they want to go out as less as possible. So if I don't got to go out and I can stay home and I can still see all my Marvel content. Man, that's the best of both worlds. I could subscribe to Disney Plus and see Miss Marvel and She-Hulk and Moon Knight. Man, that that's awesome. I ain't got to go to theater for that. And then if I want to trek out to the theater to see that that big blockbuster movie that they do on the big screen, yep. the next Avengers movie, I can do that. I can do that too. Then mm. it's going. It, look, it's going to get interesting. No, no doubt, man. Yeah, it, man. it really is. It really is. And it's going. It's it's happening fast too. Yeah, it's happening. Like like pretty much by December we're going to be there and then three months from there we're supposed to get like an onslaught of movies and people got to make their decisions I guess on the studio side as far as like if those if those movies are actually going to hit 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 streaming like they're supposed to and then if they do what basically DC and Warner Brothers have done where they're going to release it limited to the studio uh, to the theaters let a few people see it that are going to see it there, but pretty much get the get the most of their bang for their buck right here in people's houses. That's going to be it. Yeah, yeah, right. it's a game changer, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I, look, I'm excited for it because I'll sit home and watch them. I'm cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll sit home and watch all that stuff. I got my subscriptions to everything, so you know, I watch I watch all my Marvel stuff, watch all my DC stuff. It's all good. Oh man, I, look, I'm right there with you. Jer, man, look, it was good good having you, man. Thank you. Thank you, you for doing yeah. this for me. Glad, glad to be on the Facts Project, man. Hey. Uh, this, you know, this is like, we know, I know, the people don't know, this has been a minute in the making. <laughs> it's been a minute in the making, and it's evolved along the way, too. Yeah. You know, 
So it's 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 cool, man. I'm proud of you to see how it's come to this, what it is now, man. Because I, I know it's a lot of hard work and all this stuff. I, I know you be grinding out here, man. Oh yeah. Con- I mean, I would say we've been at the comic cons talking to all the independent comic book guys out there and all that kind of stuff. And I know you grinding out there with these guys. These guys, these guys know you. They respect you, man. They show a lot of love for you, man. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I appreciate yeah. it, man. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna take it one step at a time because I got, I got, a, I got a bunch of cats that I'm, a, I'm gonna get on here. So it should be good, man. Yeah, man, nah, man, it's good stuff, man. Good content and love to hear it too, man. Love, love, love to hear it and love to see what's going on out there in, the, in the world still. Word, because it ain't all about Marvel and DC, man. We got <laughs> nah, a lot of not. other motherfuckers out there that are grinding to get yeah. that shit out there. And and those guys, like I said, are personable. You go to a con. I don't know if the cons will ever be the same either, but when we used to go to the con, those guys, you could talk to them, mm-hmm. you know, and they would they would stop and take 20 minutes yeah. to break it down and explain their comic mm-hmm. and whatnot. And they got other people trying to buy stuff. They like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to explain it to them. And they like, <laughs> they take it. They put the time, the yes, effort they do. in, man. So a lot of respect for them dudes. Absolutely, man. I'm going to relay that damn message. Well, Jerry, yeah, man. I appreciate you doing this shit, man. I, no doubt, no oh. doubt man. Definitely, man. Facts Project, we out.